Thank you for listening to WNLA's Sermon of the Week. Visit our website at wnla.church for ways to partner with us and to connect with our ministries. Here is this week's sermon. What does it mean that you are his portion? Just let that stew in your hearts for a little while. You are the joy that was set before him. You are the prize. I mean, I am too. It's easier for me to understand, but wow, it's profound. Well, I want to shift gears and jump into today. Um, got some dire news for you. Dire. <laughs> I got things I want to say. All right. Stern warning for you today. Now, I've been watching some of the news, so I know what's going on, and I know what could go on. Now, just hold on to your seats for a minute here, because really anything could happen. We could wake up, from what I understand, we could wake up tomorrow morning and find ourselves knee-deep in a nuclear war with Russia. And, uh, and that, that's, that's pretty scary. We also, from what I understand, we are on the verge and right, maybe on an economic collapse where, you know all that retirement you've been working for or you haven't been working for? It could mean nothing. That house you bought, it could be worth less than you bought it for. That job you have, boy, my goodness, that economy does what they claim it could. You could not even have that at the end of the day. Did you know that there are more cars on the road today than ever before in the history of the world? Which means way more potential for accidents. Did you know there are viruses out there that could mutate? And who knows? Who knows? There could be some lab cooking something new up for us. Who knows? Your favorite ride at Disneyland just might shut down forever. This is dire news, folks, and, uh, and we're going to close in prayer because I hope you've been blessed and edified by this message today. <laughs> It'd probably be best if you would take all of these things that I just told you, really pack them down tight and internalize them. And, and I would suggest really, maybe work up, really worry about them today. Spend a lot of time thinking about them. I, I really think if you were to pre-worry about some of this stuff, Maybe even, like, if you could amp it up into some sort of anxiety, that would be even better. Because, like, and if you, like, maybe so much so that you couldn't even sleep tonight, here's what would happen. Then tomorrow, if we were to wake up to an economic collapse in a, in a nuclear war, you could look at the rest of us and be like, I told you! And you would get the last laugh. Meanwhile, we'll laugh today while you stress out about it. I'm saying all this tongue-in-cheek, you're like, I'm never coming to this church again. We're in a series, and you've committed to walk this journey with me, where we will allow ourselves to actually be changed and recalibrated more directly and closely to what Jesus Christ actually said. So we're putting, everybody raise your right hand. You're not even put it down. I'm asking you to put more weight into the words in red today, then whatever the worry and anxiety is, then whatever you read on the news that might happen tomorrow or the next day or in 10 years. I, I really want you to recalibrate today. 
because you're a person of faith. I know that about you. You are a child of God. You are the sheep following the great shepherd. And so when we hear his words today, I'm going to ask you to actually believe what Jesus says and simply obey. Can you say amen to that? Now, I'm going to spoiler alert it for you. Today, we are going to talk about worry. And a spoiler alert is he told you not to. (laughs) So we're going to get there and you're going to see it. But the words in red are going to tell you not to worry. Okay, and that's what you're going to recalibrate to. Now, you are looking at, and some of you who know me well won't believe this, but you are looking at a reformed worry warrior. I'm telling you, I, most, before you, most of you knew me, I was, a, I, I was a worry warrior. As a child, as, a, as an early teenager, I, I, I mean, I literally would stay up half the night scared and worried. Uh, primarily, initially, it was that a murderer or a burglar would break into my house. And, and I would sit there, I would sit there awake, panicked that this could happen. Now, when I started to go to Sunday school and be more enlightened, I worried about more sophisticated things like, oh no, I could be left behind. <laughs> Honestly, you don't know how much sleep I lost over being left behind and torment my brother played on me. Luckily, grandma was quick. I'd call her and if she was home, I knew the rapture hadn't happened. I, I, I would, str- and I, I, I say this lightly, but I would literally live in stress and a- absolute anxiety. I could not eat. I had trouble sleeping because of the possibility of the unpardonable sin that I was taught about. That if you were to rebuke the Holy Spirit, you would never, you would lose all chance of potentially ever going to heaven. And I was terrified. Uh, there was other things mixed in there, but I'm, I'm telling you, if you know me now, in fact, we had a family text thread, and they're like, who would be the first to go to fall right to sleep? And everybody's like, Andy would. <laughs> I, I, I believe that, the, I mean, I know the Lord's freed me from that. How did he do it? Well, let me ask you this question. Who here has had an encounter with Jesus Christ? I'm not, I'm talking, yes, you've said yes to him, but you know you've encountered him, the presence of God. Raise your hand. If you haven't, may the Lord just, just encounter you in 2023. I mean, we can't live without the encounter of Jesus. And, and it's like, like I, I don't just want a one-time encounter when I was 13. I want, like, and it, it's been, I've had encounter after encounter through my life. Now, I do want to say this, and I want to preface all of this. The encounter with Jesus isn't what cured my sleepless worry. It did. For like a week. But when it wore off, you know, you know what I'm talking about? The feeling of that encounter, it wore off. And now oh, I need another encounter because I can't sleep again. Who here has been baptized in the, had that experience where you were baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit? Oh, had that when I was 12 years old. And it, it changed me and it rocked me. But again, that isn't what sustained me from my worry. It did for a few weeks. (laughs) But again, I found a way to sneak back into it. Here's the only thing that sustained me. And and it might have been I was was, uh, wanting to impress my youth pastor. I don't know what it was. After I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I, I knew and I knew and I knew and I was told and I was told that I need to read the Bible every day. And so I'm like, I better do that. And not just read the Bible. 
It was like, and here's your journal, and no matter where you're at, I was like, it was three chapters a day no matter what, even if it kills you. And you're going to find at least one thing to underline and what the Lord's saying to you in it. And so I did that. I did it religiously. Now, I know that can sound like legalism, but I'm telling you, that's what cured my anxiety. It was a daily coming back to the Word. Now, I, everybody always told me, you got to do it in the morning. The Lord only talks to you in the morning. Early in the morning, I will seek you. Now, I do that now. But back then, like the only time that I could, make, I could find to do it and do it well was at night. No matter when I got home as a teenager, I was like, I, I, I might have been out doing something completely sinful and stupid. Not often, trust me. But I'd be like, I gotta, I gotta be in the Word. And so no matter what, I would read my three chapters, and I gotta find something that God's talking to me about. Sure, Jesus wept, probably about what I did earlier. <laughs> but here, here's the truth of it. The encounters are amazing, and we need them. Like, He loves us. But it was, it was honestly... The daily time in the word that he, I started to learn the depth of his love for me. It doesn't matter what I had done that day or that seat. I would come to that and he would affirm to me, you're my prize. I love you. The Bible says, for, he says, for the joy set before him endured the cross. He's like, you're my joy. And no matter where I was or what I was doing. And so what was happening is, is and, and I think it wasn't an accident that that was the only time that worked for me. Because the Lord was washing me clean of some things. And it did take some discipline on my part. We, we do have a culture of Christianity that I just live for one encounter after the encounter. And we love those. Please, more encounters, Jesus, Holy Spirit, knock me over right now. But there is also something to be said. That, okay, I don't feel like it today. But I'm going to read the word because he reveals himself to me daily in the word. And it washes me. The word washes you. Washes you. And I also want to challenge you if you, have, if you have that anxiety or that worry that helps you not sleep, that garbage kind, I, ch I challenge you to change your devotion time to right before bed. No, oh, but I'm too tired. Well, I mean, I'm not saying you have to. I'm not trying to get legalistic, but I am saying the word will wash you. And, that, and that's that season of just every, uh, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, it, it, I believe it cured me. The balm of Gilead, the word of God. It soothes the sin-sick souls. And so today, I want to lean into the word. I'm telling you, because as, as I started to know Jesus, it's the same, like, like do I only like, love my wife when, I, when I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, I, yes, I fall in love with my wife all the time, but I love her every day. And I learn new things, and that's what love is. It's the same with Jesus. I may not feel love every day, I'm with him, and I learn about him, and I grow, and my commitment is deeper than a, than a one-time emotion. Oh, it's so, oh, it's so good. Because as I found myself, I wasn't even consciously talking to him about my fears and anxieties. They just started to wash away, as that old song says, and the things of earth grow strangely dim. All of a sudden, the fear of somebody breaking into my home and killing me started to just diminish in my life, because I, I kept being reassured by the word that this is really not all there is. And, and the panic wasn't helping anything. I started to understand that, oh, this unpardonable sinner being left behind, like, Jesus wouldn't do that to me. I love him. It, it, was, it was no longer a threat. 
because he, I love him and he loves, like, there it is. I'm not going to lose out. So let's get into the words in red so you can worry about them. No, we're recalibrating to what Jesus said, where he says, do not worry. We'll get there. I want to give you the pre, the, 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 what he says right before it, because it, when he says don't worry, he starts out with a therefore, don't worry. So I want to give you the therefore first, okay? So in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21, he says this. This is Jesus talking, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal. <laughs> See, I was legitimately allowed to, I was scared of that. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For there, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I'm going to press pause there. Everybody look at me. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. One more time. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now I'm going to flip it on its ear and give you the warning sign. Where your worry is, is showing you where your treasure is. Where you're, what, the things that you are worried and anxious about are really alarm signs saying, hey, this is a treasure to you. We naturally want to guard and safe keep our treasure. And Jesus is laying it out. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now he moves on to Matthew chapter 6, the very next verse. He says, therefore I tell you, do not worry. It's a command. Do not worry, he says. Essentially, he's saying, stop it. Now, we're going to go in and, and finish the rest of that. But before we do, I have a little treat for you. We often get to the things Jesus say, says, and we're, and we're like, well, that's easy for you to say. Oh, it, right? And we, oh, it's too simple. He's telling you not to worry. That's too simple. Uh, and so I have this, this video that we're going to play. It's about five minutes long. Now, I want to warn you, I had played it before, probably four or five years ago. So if you've seen it before, you're going to enjoy it again. If not, you will be blessed. This is a simple Bob Newhart sketch called Stop It. All right. Uh, Dr. Switzer? Uh, yes, C come in. I'm just, just washing my hands. Uh, I'm Catherine Bigman. Janet Carlisle referred me. Oh, yes. Uh, still being uh, buried alive in a box. Yes. Yes, that's me. <laughs> Should I lay down? Oh, no, no, no. We don't, we don't do that anymore. Just, just have a seat. And uh, let, let me uh, tell you a, a bit about our, our billing. I, um, I charge $5 for the, for the first five minutes. And, and then absolutely nothing after that. How, how, how does that sound? That sounds great. <laughs> Too good to be true, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I can I can almost guarantee you that that our session won't last the full uh, the full five minutes. Now, um, <laughs> we don't do any insurance billing, so you would either have to pay in in cash or by check. <clears throat> wow. Okay. And uh, and I I don't make change. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and go. <laughs> go. Well, tell what? me, tell me about the problem that you wish to address. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I have this fear of being buried alive in a box. 
<laughs> I just, I start thinking about being buried alive and I begin to panic. Has, has, has anyone ever, ever tried to, to bury you alive in a box? No. No, but truly thinking about it does make my life horrible. I mean, I can't go through tunnels or be in an elevator or in a house, anything boxy. So what, what you're saying is you're, uh, you're claustrophobic. Uh, yes. Yes, that's it. All right. Well, uh, let's go, Catherine. I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in, into your life. Well, shall I uh, write them down? Well, it, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most, we find most people can, uh, can remember them. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yes. Okay, here, here they are. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it? Yes, S-T-O-P, new word, I-T. So, what are you saying? <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. I, I, I say two simple words, and I cannot tell you the amount of people who say exactly the same thing you're saying. I mean, this, you know, this is not Yiddish, Catherine. This is English. Stop it. So, I should just stop it. There you go. I mean, you... you, you you don't want to go through life being scared of being buried alive in a box, do you? I mean, that sounds, sounds frightening. <laughs> yes. Then stop it! I can't. I mean, it's been with me no, since no, childhood. No, no, no. No, we, we, we don't go there. Just, just stop it. So I should just stop being afraid of being buried alive in a box. You got it. Good go. Well, it's only been... It's only been three minutes, so that will be um, uh, three dollars. Well, I, I only have a five, so. Well, I, I don't, I don't make change. Then I, I guess I'll take the full five minutes. Fine. All right. Well, what other uh, problems would you, would you like to address? <clears throat> uh, I'm bulimic. I stick my fingers down my throat. Stop it! <laughs> some kind don't don't do that but I, i'm compelled to my mom used to call me no no, no 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 we we don't go there but i've been having this dream no we don't go there either but my horoscope did say we definitely don't go there just <laughs> just stop it what 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 else well i have self-destructive relationships with men stop it <laughs> You, you want to be with a man, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yes. Well, then stop it. <laughs> don't be such a big baby. I wash my hands a lot. That's all right. It is? I, I wash my hands all the time. There's a lot of germs out there. Uh -huh. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't worry about that one. I'm afraid to drive. Well, stop it! <laughs> How are you going to get around? Get in the car and drive, you, you kook. Stop it! You stop it! You stop it! What's, what's the problem, Kat? I don't like this. I don't like this therapy.
me at all. You're just telling me to stop it. And and you and you don't you don't like that. No, I don't. So you think we're we're moving too fast, is that it? Yes. Yes, I do. All right, then let me uh, let me uh, give you 10 words that I I think will uh, clear everything up for you. Uh, you want you want to get a pad and a pencil for this one? All right. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. All right, here are the 10 words. Stop it or I'll bury you alive in a box. Well, there was the irreverent front for you today. So we, we, <laughs> we get to something like Jesus, and he's like, don't worry. Stop. I'm like, but you know, and he's don't, don't worry. I'm asking us to get closer to the child, like, okay, and, and allow him to be the truth in our life. Worry, when we talk about that, and we're going to read the rest of what he says. He, he does way better than Bob Newhart, and he does give you a little more ammunition and, and how, to, how to not worry. It's not, it's not just the two words. But uh, what you need to understand about worry, um, it's a real thing, right? There are some things you're allowed to worry about, and I, I want to blow your buttons here, it says, and none of them are tomorrow. You can't, you're, not, you're literally not allowed to worry about anything tomorrow or the next day or the next day. And I'll show you that. Worry is, is, a, is a, a, a response that we have in our physical body, and it, it's to help us in immediate danger. That's what it's for. The problem with anxiety or worry, when I start to get anxious about the things that are tomorrow, it triggers the same worry response as somebody actually breaking into my house, Right? which is a response that I need in order to, to fight or flight. What happens is during that response, um, the rational parts of your brain, we're talking about the, the prefrontal cortex, almost gets bypassed completely when, when, the, worry, when the worry hits you. The, uh, the, uh, I wanna, uh, the amygdala increases in size and starts to pump more stress hormones. These stress hormones, they actually, they help bypass things, they short circuit the rational parts of your brain in order for you to be able to act faster and, do, and go. Okay, I want to read you what happens when this happens. The brain, this is a quote, the brain stops thinking about things that bring you pleasure. This is why, the, this is important. In worry, the brain stops thinking about things that bring you pleasure, instead shifts your focus instead to identifying potential dangers. Watch this. To ensure that no energy is wasted on digestion, the body will sometimes respond by emptying the digestive tract in one of two ways. Now you wonder why when you get all that's why that happens. Your body's done with pleasure. You're in fight or flight. Now some of us, however, so, so there are some things, like somebody breaks into your house, Go ahead, let that work response kick in. It's a gift. But some of us have set camp in that area. And, and we sit there and we, and we allow, because when I start to think about things, potential dangers that may or may not happen, my body actually jumps into the same state as if there was an actual physical threat in front of me. So worry is a short time, short short thing. 
It's not to last longer. This is why Jesus is saying, don't worry. The word worry comes from a, an old English word. Um, and our English language evolved over the, over the centuries. But in old English, the word worry was virgin. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. But it literally means to slay or kill by biting the neck or throat. Like this. Hey, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> That's what worrying was. Now, the truth is, worry still does the same thing to you. This is why it continued on with that meaning, because worry literally strangles you. Now, look at me. You're not meant to live there. You're not meant to live there. Bob Newhart would just say, stop it. Jesus has a little more uh, things to say about it. What See, when we set up camp and worry about tomorrow and the things to come, when I meditate on the wrong things, my body does the same physical response as if I were in the if I was right in immediate danger. No wonder I couldn't sleep. No wonder, like, no wonder I couldn't eat because my body was denying me any pleasure because I was always looking at potential threats. Reading a book by Bob Goff, I, I like his book. So uh, he talks about um, he's also a pilot. And he says, in, as a pilot, now oftentimes, like when it's dark and you can't see out, but when you can see out, you're, you're tempted to just, you know, use your eyes and watch instead of your instrument panel. The problem is when dangerous or threatening situations come, your brain can't process that stuff anymore. And, and you actually don't understand if you're up, down, or sideways, and that's why you have the instrument panel in front of you. Uh, he says that they believe that this is what happened in the Kobe Bryant helicopter accident. That the, that the pilot, because things started to go wrong and he stopped looking at the instrument panel and was focused on everything around him and your brain just can't handle that. You're not thinking rationally. I'm telling you the same thing. In, 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 in your anxiety, you're not thinking rationally. And if you're meditating on the wrong things, you begin to not think rationally. You have an instrument panel called the Word of God that washes you. And that I trust this. I don't feel it right now, but I trust it. And I will, I will recite this. I will look to this. I will follow this flight path, even though my eyes think I should follow a different flight path. So let's get back into these, these, these words of red. When Jesus says, don't worry, remember, in context, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Therefore, do not worry. What you're worried about is revealing where your treasure is. All right. So he says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? This is Jesus talking to you. Can any one of you sitting in this room or watching online or listening in podcasts, can you, can you add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things will be added to you as well. I'm going to stop right there for a second. Listen, I like clothes. I like to be clothed. I like to have retirement. I like, I like to have, but my primary thing is to seek the kingdom. And he will, he will take care of the rest. He promises you. If you will seek first the kingdom, that's the antidote to worry. When you start to stress out, seek the kingdom. Worry is seeking something for tomorrow that, it's, that you don't know anything about. You have the kingdom at hand right here today. And then he, lit, he ends with this command. And again, you've agreed that the words in red are what we're recalibrating to. And he says this, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Isn't that, wouldn't you love it if somebody's like, hey, what are you worried about? And, and they, you tell them, and they're like, okay, I'll worry about that for you. You cannot. Wouldn't that be nice? Listen, here's your new line. If you start to stress out about something for tomorrow or the next day, say, you know what? I'm just going to give that to tomorrow. I can't worry about it today. I can't worry about it today because there's nothing I can do about it today. And I'm told I can't, like my command, Jesus told me, my shepherd, the, the one who created, he told me not to worry about tomorrow. Stop it. <laughs> Sometimes we can talk to us. Stop it. Sometimes we need that. Sometimes i got to be hard on my, stop it. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I want you to just think about this question. If you were to, the, the things that, that you keep coming back to to be worried about, Okay? You know what they are. Maybe everybody's different here. If you were to boil it down, how much of that worry would actually boil down to money, provision, you know, clothes, all of those things? If you really boiled it down. Stop it! <laughs> Jesus said, don't worry. You can't worry about those things. It's not allowed. How much of, if you, were to, if you were to boil it down, how much of the stuff that keeps you up and worrying is actually in tomorrow, not today? Or in five years, or in a month, or in two? Off limits. It's off limits for your worry. Jesus would say, stop it, or he'll bury, you know, he wouldn't bury you alive in a box. Where your treasure is, there your worry will be also. I made that part up. If you really boil it down to, what is it that's causing you to worry? What is your treasure? I remember this time, this was, I don't even remember how many years ago. We have a nice metal roof on our church now. That wasn't always the case. It used to leak right here in the sanctuary, leak down the front, and, and, and it was, I was a fairly new pastor here, and we had to figure out how to make this happen. And it was a long, stressful process. Um, we did things wrong we did we we tried to cut you we tried to do things as cheaply as possible and i'll tell you here's the problem i lived right over there and when i would go home i couldn't go sit in my backyard because i would see the roof and i would i would i was so stressed out i walked over here once to the to the sanction to the my office to the church office and it's waterfall pouring down in the middle of the floor because they had poked a hole in the top of the roof with their forklift. And, and, and I, oh, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, obviously I haven't walked out my, my freedom from anxiety perfectly. 
But when I boil that all down, I mean, I lost sleep over that. It was tough. And praise the Lord, we got a nice roof now. I, I, I did worry about what I could do for that day. There were things that I needed. Oh, we need a new contractor. Oh, we need, okay, let's do it. But then I didn't leave it when I went to bed, when I, when I went in my backyard. When I boil it down to it, what, what was really, what was I worrying about? I was worrying maybe potentially for the most part about what is everybody at the church going to think of me? I was, where, was my, where was my treasure then? My treasure was in your opinion of me. This new pastor doesn't know what he's doing. I was stressed out and I was worried, I'm going to bankrupt this church. <laughs> where was my treasure? Oh, my success. Now, did I need to make some things happen? Of course I did. And I did to the best of my ability. But when it gets to the end of the day, I am not allowed to worry about the stuff that's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed to stress and have anxiety over people's opinions, over, over like, this is, this is where, what's killing us, because we are meditating on the wrong things. And the Lord wants to heal you of that today. Tomorrow has plenty of worry for itself, and you can't figure it out today. It's strangling us. Where our treasure is, there our hearts will be also. Stephanie, I'm going to have you come up. Um, I'm just going to have us, we're going to stand, we're going to bow our heads, and, and we're going to figuratively, literally take whatever it is that's worrying, and we're going to put it on the ground. But we're specifically going to be doing it while we sing this song again. Honey in the rock. Manna on the ground. Like, what you're worried about tomorrow, well, listen, there's honey in the rock. There's water in the rock. I don't need to worry now that I know. Everything I need, he's got. There's freedom where the spirit is. There's bounty in the wilderness. So, does that mean I'll never go through the wilderness? No, you might be in the thick of the wilderness right now. But there is a bounty for you there. So you don't get to worry about the bounty that's there tomorrow. You can eat it today. Manna was a one day at a time thing. You got to eat it every day. And so maybe you're in a situation where you know where your daily bread is coming from every day for the next five years. Or you think you do. Or maybe you're in a situation where it's like, I really don't know where my bread's going to come from tomorrow. There's a bounty for you today and bright hope for tomorrow if you trust Jesus and allow yourself to lean not on your understanding but on the good shepherd who loves you. So put your hands out. As Stephanie begins to sing this, whatever it is that the devil has been harassing you with, that anxiety, you're going to let it sit there for a second and you're going to drop it. Just drop it. And allow the peace that passes your understanding to guard your heart and guard your mind. Let the word of God, what Jesus has said, wash you today. There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, men on the ground, no matter where I go. I don't need to worry. Everything I need, you've got. Sing it again. In the rock, water in the stone, banner on the ground, no matter where.
where I go. And I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need you've got. There's honey in the rock. We're going to sing freedom where the spirit is. Sing it out. Here we go. Freedom where the spirit is. Bounty in the wilderness. Oh, you will always satisfy. so thankful for your truth. We thank for your provision. Father, the word, God, is, we just thank you for today, the word that was spoken. Father, just a reminder that, God, we trust in you. Father, there's provision in your name. There's wellness and wholeness, fullness in your name. So, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for that. You know, church, today's message, those that are watching, those that are here, even for myself, it's a great reminder because there are some things happen, that happened a couple weeks ago that the situation and where I could have panicked or I could have got into worry, but when I began to trust in the name of Jesus 
And um, this, that one that one song that's that's come out. I don't know how long it's been uh, been out, but it's I speak Jesus. I speak Jesus. You know what I've been doing? I find myself even at work in different situations. I find myself where worry or stuff can come up. I just I look at that situation. And I say I speak Jesus because that's the truth. We don't need to worry. Oh, when worry comes, we just rebuke it, and we stand on God's truth, and we trust in his name. Oh, how sweet it is to trust in him. Amen? So, Father, we thank you for your goodness and your word and truth as we just go out and we, we verbalize it, but also we walk it in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Amen. Hey, just a reminder, business meeting at 3 o'clock right here in the sanctuary today. Go out and have a blessed week in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.